This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Jackie, why do you like therapy? I like therapy because uh, my brain is a jumbled mess and untangling it is really good for me as a human being, both for myself and others. But something that's unfortunate is that therapy isn't that accessible to everybody. Luckily now, there is an option like BetterHelp. We have technology. We can we can technology therapy. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. And special offer to Weighted Blanket Happy Hour listeners, you can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash weighted blanket. That's better. H-E-L-P dot com slash weighted blanket. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. Like we always say on this podcast, you got to feel it to heal it. Have we ever said that catchy tagline that you just came up with? I don't know. <laughs> Life gets hard sometimes, so grab your weighted blanket and let's talk about it. unhook myself from yep. this cord. Don't knock down the microphone. No, let's not do that. Um, well, uh, ladies and germs, uh, and yeah, uh, I hated that intro. Uh, <laughs> welcome to Weighted Blanket Happy Hour. I am the unprepared host, Julia Skeggs. <laughs> and I am the probably even less prepared host, Jackie Toretta. Yes, together we are the dynamic duo, and somehow this podcast is still stint. It's doing, we're doing a great job, I think. <laughs> true that's true and we are we are joined today by my friend garrett garrett please tell our listeners who you are what you're about hey guys my name is garrett blaney i am a co-host on the agents of fandom podcast where we talk about a lot of really really nerdy stuff and try to be you know fans about it and not kind of as professional as a lot of other people in the industry are we talk about um Marvel and the Marvel Cinematic Universe and Star Wars and pretty much everything nerdy that you can think of we're trying to branch out into and that's kind of my passion so there you go yes I love it yes. so you are you're a you're a Marvel guy are, are, are you also like a video games guy anime guy all multimedia kind of guy I yeah you could say that I, I'm not as big into anime I like it I just kind of haven't explored as much as other people have i've seen you know like naruto love naruto but if if you ask me about like big anime stuff i wouldn't know you're giving me a face uh, like you don't know what that is and that's fair and that's it was all of our childhood yeah that, yeah uh, yeah jackie spent some time in japan so yeah <laughs> beautiful and, and like there were no i mean there were still anime nerd kids but like everybody liked anime because it was fucking japan <laughs> that's fair and that's fair and Naruto is huge in Japan, so yeah, obviously it was fun. It was a fun time. But yeah, d- I'm a definitely. Uh, I would call myself a gamer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How do you like Elden Ring? Okay, so I actually haven't played <laughs> Elden Ring, and there's a oh, little bit of okay. backstory to that, and that's because, uh, as Julia knows, my my PC that I built myself to game on died and was out of commission for like a little bit and that was right when Elden Ring happened and then now that I've fixed it I've just I just have been kind of so busy and I haven't gamed like at all really since I fixed it so I'm embarrassed to say that embarrassed to call myself a gamer and then immediately say well I haven't you know gamed in a little bit but here we are 
Yeah. Elden Ring took over. I'm, I'm usually the kind of person who like joins in on trends like two years later. Like I didn't get into Bridgerton until like right before season two even came out. And I came back to my group of friends and I was like, oh my God, guys, Bridgerton's so great. And they were all like, bitch, we've been telling you to watch it for half a year. We know. <laughs> Elden Ring swept the nation so that I'm actually playing it like as people are talking about it. So is it as hard as they say? I th- I think it's hard, but I'm not. I admit I'm not good at video games. I don't have very good hand-eye coordination. I have low visual processing, so I think it's hard. But that it's still fair. really beautiful. <laughs> I've seen. It's still really you know, beautiful. I've, I've watched a bunch of people play, it, and we had a, a guy play it um, for the Agents of Fandom on our Twitch page for like a little bit, and I kind of turned him on while I was working one day, and he. I swear to God, I think he died like nine times. He not not yep. just died, but like fell off the map. So like, yep, just ridiculously st- stupid stuff in in like five minutes, like ten times in five yep. minutes. You just kind of have to make peace with the fact that you're gonna die a bunch. And like, <laughs> I'm still in like the early game, and I'm dying so much, and I'm like, we. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I think there's a lot. There's a lot underneath that. This and, is not an Elden Ring podcast. And that, but listen, but you know, like, like it is, like, yeah, like we've talked about, like your gaming before, and like it is, it is, you know, that's that's your entertainment. That's your, is it an escape or is it a, um, you know, whatever, whatever that is for you. Um, but yeah, to to get in to get into it, Garrett. Um, what what brings you in today? What's been keeping you up at night? Uh, well, there's a lot of uh, toxic masculinity in in fandom. No, you don't say. Tell me about it's it. It's kind of a problem. It's kind of a problem. And yeah. uh, me, as a cis white male, you know, I'm trying to do as much as I can to, you know, mitigate that process from the inside. So. Oh, well, we, that is, thank you. Yeah, I mean, that. you know, yeah. not to toot, toot or anything, because there's obviously always more more to be done, but we try to diversify our guests as much as we can and we're always you know trying to make new friends in the industry and just, there's a lot of a, a lot of white dudes talking about comic book stuff you know mm-hmm. as, as, yeah. as I, I was gonna say especially in comic books i know there's a history of like you know white dudes being like extremely like protective and exclusive yeah. about what they see as like their territory of material talk a little bit about that yeah um so I guess to breach that a little bit, there's a there's a show coming up called Miss Marvel, and it is about a Muslim girl who finds powers and um, explores that, and it's it's a very cool story, and they're making an adaptation of that for Disney Plus, and you know, a lot of people are frustrated that there's a a, a Muslim superhero coming up to the forefront. Which why would that be a problem for you? I don't know. Um, but it is, of course, and I think, for me at least, uh, what what brought me into the realm in the first place, like as a kid, was how much like hope it gave me, and I it felt inclusive for me because it, it, I I wanted this universe to be a real thing, and um, I it, it's for me these shows aren't for me, right? Like Black Panther was a, was a massive phenomenon. It's an amazing movie. It was a great success, but it, it to me, it doesn't matter if it was a success to me because it wasn't made for me. There's a, a whole generation of young black kids that get to grow up and see a superhero. 
And that's amazing. And I'm so excited for the Muslim community community to get to experience that. And um, a lot of others that I can't think of in my head right now, but that are on the forefront and are coming. And, and, and I think that that's really great. And another issue with this show, which this seems like should not be a thing, but it is rated TV PG. And it's the first like fully rated TV PG show in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And that frustrates people. Why? Why? I, what? I don't Why? know because it's not because it's not directed for them. It's directed like it's it has a more kid vibe, like because it's oh. about a teenager, a teenage girl, right? Uh, yeah. going through high school, going through a, a growth period, learning about herself while also you know getting these powers. Um, and so it's you know it's it's made for teens, which is okay. When I was when I got into superhero stuff, I was like, you know, six watching cartoons on, on TV. So when did these people disassociate that? Like most people yeah, that yeah. fell in love with this stuff fell in love when they were kids. So. Right. Well, and I'm sure I'm sure you're more familiar with the psychology behind this than I am. But I, I read something about like uh in, I'm, and I'm just this this applies to more than comics, but I'm using the, the example I read was about comics that like uh, what white men like kind of hoard comic book superheroes as being white men because they can see themselves in it. And when they are forced to see someone else as a main character that doesn't sit right with them because they want to be important and like. Obviously, not every white man in the universe, but like, you know, the people we're talking about who like have these toxic traits. It's an interesting theory to be sure. And there is probably some truth to it, too. But yeah. What do you think, Garrett? I mean, I definitely think that there's instances in the past where characters um, have been changed in live action to be different colors and people have been mad about that. And in my opinion, like, I think there should be more of that because... We're not telling the same story, right? We're telling it. If we were telling the same story, it would be boring. We would all know how it end because we read the comic and we know the characters. So that's not what we're here to do. Let's let's switch it up a little bit and inject more life. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Speaking of more life, um, I was texting you the other day because I had just watched Spider Man No Way Home. Finally. Um, Wait, which one's that? It's the most. It's the latest Spider-Man movie. So just so you know, oh, is that the multi-universe one? I saw that one. Yeah, That's the one. you did. Yeah, I just didn't remember the title. Oh, okay. I'm, <laughs> I'm surprised. You, you. It was funny. I liked it. Oh my god. Because I'm not. I'm not usually a superhero <laughs> movie say, person. Yeah. But no. I. But I was with some friends, and they were like, No, no, no. It's not like all the other ones. It's funny. And I was like, That's all you gotta say. You just gotta tell me it's funny, and it was, then I'll go. It was very funny. But I was, and we should probably have a spoiler for this for you know people who haven't seen it yet. Mm-hmm. I would really recommend seeing it because there were a lot of times when it blew my mind, um, and. Uh, and it, it just, I, I loved when, like, there were three Spider-Mans at once, and they were just being really nice to each other, which meant that they were being nice to themselves. And, like, I am proud of you, man. Yeah, you too. And he's like, and, like, the other one was like, I love you. And I was like, oh, my God, is is Marvel making a comment about, like, wholesome me- fans like, men's relationships with themselves and, mm-hmm. like, like, hugging each other? And, like, and I've been, and as I've been, like, you know, I love watching superhero movies and action movies. And, like, I have seen this trend of, like, like, male superheroes going from stoic, don't say much, kind of two-dimensional to 
kind of dealing with more of like like the inner workings and like there's more growth going on. And I wonder as like a male viewer, Garrett, like what kind of effect that does that does that have on viewers? I mean, I think it, it that happens that's happening in real life as well, right? Uh it's finally more okay for like men to cry or f- like, you know, I feel like in the past men were like, "Oh, we always have to we can never cry and we have to always bear the things and that's like obviously not how it should be, right? So we're finally getting to a place in society where we can be more free with gender and and you know, experience feelings that we've all been experiencing the the whole time but like trying to hold them back. And I think that that's finally being portrayed in live action where a lot of young kids can see it and can internalize that as they grow up and understand this concept earlier. So I think it's beautiful and I love it and I want to see more of it. That's awesome. I want to talk about, cause you, you've, you meant, you've mentioned about, um, you know, fighting, fighting the toxic masculinity within comic fandom and, you know, uh, making it more expansive and inclusive. What has your experience been like, you know, having that mission and doing that thing and have you gotten resistance for it? I haven't, you know, personally seen resistance. Um, I know that we had a guest come on and she said something, you know, kind of in passing about how many white guys there are in the industry doing podcasts and they seem to only hang out with the other white guys that do podcasts. And she didn't say, you know, we fell into this category but she didn't not say that we fell into this category. And I thought, you know, I thought we were doing a good job. But obviously, if someone is saying these things but not saying these things, maybe we're not doing so good of a job. Um, and that scared me because that's not how I want to be seen. That's not how something that I've put a lot of time and dedication, and not just me, uh, my co-host, my producer who is Latino male. So I, you know, we also want to represent him. Um, and so, yeah, that kind of, that kind of sat with me, didn't resonate well. And I think we've taken a lot of steps to, to change that and, or not change it, but, but better it. And, and she said something the other day that like made me feel like we, we maybe had stepped out of that group. And so, I feel like we are getting better and, you know, that's all we can do and just keep trying to get better because there's always steps to take. Yeah, it's one of those things when, like, you know, talking about inclusivity, it's like there's taking the steps and then there's also, like, (laughs) taking the personal steps. (laughs) And it's just like, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot that can be said about that. But that's, I mean... That that's nice that you read between the lines and <laughs> and thought about it. Yeah, I mean, and I think, you know, I I don't I don't ever think that she meant anything, you know, personal by it. But it it made me realize, you know, the fact that she didn't say you're excluded from this group made me realize that there's more to be done. Mm, yeah, that's really awesome, though that. I mean, it's never fun to feel uncomfortable, um, but it's by being uncomfortable that we have to like take a step back and reflect like, okay, 
this is what I thought that I was doing enough, but what more is there that could be done? Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, being open to just the idea that like, there are more things that I could be doing for, um, for bettering the the world that I'm trying to live in, Mm -hmm. in general. Yeah. And if I'm uncomfortable, you know, as a white male for these, for this, like, you know, it's nothing compared to the uncomfortable, that uncomfortable is even just not a word that does the justice, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't even compare, so it's literally the least I could do. Yeah, legit. I love that. Uh, what is your what is your your current like favorite fandom that you're uh, freaking out about right now? I mean, Marvel. I gotta I gotta stay strong. I'm a big Marvel guy. Uh, Moon Knight is is premiering right now. Great show. Um, they're doing a great job of accurately representing um, Egyptian culture. And so I've learned a lot watching it. Can't wait to learn more. And uh, Doctor Strange coming up, Thor coming up, Miss Marvel coming up. (laughs) I fucking love Doctor Strange because Benedict Cumberbatch is a fucking Shakespeare trained actor. And you can hear his goddamn British accent come out because he sucks so badly at the American accent. It's so cute when he tries. Every time time his character yells, the British just comes out of him. And it's so fucking funny to me. It's wonderful. And he's making so much money. So much money. So much money, Meanwhile, Tom Holland, I I didn't even know he was British. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I didn't even know. Oh, yeah. Wow. And I'm just like, that's... That's ironic. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's that good. Also, like, yo, I watch, because again, not, not, not a super, uh, not a person who watches a lot of Marvel movies, but I watched the Spider-Man crossover movie, and I swear to God, I was sitting there, and, and like, I leaned over to my girlfriend, and I was just like, hey, is, hey, that's the original guy who played Doc Ock. That's really cool that he's making a cameo. And she just looked at me, and I was like, oh, it's the universe crossover thing. Okay, got it. <laughs> like... <laughs> She was like, you fucking moron. <laughs> Honestly, no, no, don't even take that because we're so deep at this point that if you haven't, if if you've only caught like one or two here and there, it's totally understandable to get lost in the mumbo jumbo. It was so, it's a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, like, yeah, I consider myself like I love Marvel movies. I love Star Wars. Um, and, and I do, I do feel like sometimes though, that like, it's almost sometimes like you have to like prove to the people around you mm-hmm. that are that like you're just as big of a fan as they are mm-hmm. versus like being someone who like like you you're just like yeah it was funny name every spider-man movie oh you're a fan name every location in the star like all the planets like all the things and there's like this pressure to like perform almost and it's like can't i just watch a movie once and just like it and be like hey it was cool it was good enough right Mm -hmm. well it leads back to that whole thing of like being defensive about the media that you Mm -hmm. like to consume for and like you know there's multiple reasons to do that it's not just white dudes seeing mediocre white dudes seeing themselves in superheroes like you know there's other reasons to feel defensive of the stuff you like but people can like things and we all need to just sort of remember that yeah yeah i completely agree Yeah, I I think like like yeah, like what you're talking about, Gary. Like I remember watching Star Wars with my parents and like bonding over something with my dad for the first time because my dad is a very, you know, strong and silent type, but he's a huge Star Wars fan and Star Wars has like such an important part of my childhood. And so when someone's like, "You're not a real Star Wars fan." And I'm like, "Excuse me?" 
Like, and I, and yeah, I get it. Like they're, they grew up with it and they have their own relationship with it. And I just, I just remember so many Star Wars fans being so mad at the final episode and how it ended. And I'm just like, you guys remember this is just. This is just a soap opera in space, right? I mean, I was, I was also <laughs> mad. I thought it was some bullshit. but it, like. it is some bullshit, but again, it's a soap opera in space. Yeah. Space opera. <laughs> so, so, okay, wait, tracing back. You uh, you uh, interview people on your podcast. Who's the favorite? Who's your favorite person that you've interviewed? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, or a memorable one, in case you don't want to, you don't want to pick a favorite, just a memorable one, an interesting one. I will say that um, Carlos Navarro, who uh, was on The Walking Dead, he was a member of the tracksuit. No, he was on The Walking Dead. He was also on Hawkeye. He was a member of the tracksuit mafia on Hawkeye. He was he was like one of our first big interviews. And I remember we, me and TJ, my co-host, were like kind of kind of shaking in the meeting room before he he got in. And he was just, like, such a calming presence. Like, as soon as he got in, it was like, I'm not important. We're all the same level of status, and, like, let's just chat. Uh, and that was really cool. But I want to shout out um, Josiah Young from a show called Raising Dion on Netflix. Uh, he's, like, 10 years old, and he was just so incredibly mature and... And like a, a scholar of his craft, and just so excited, and uh, he reminded me a lot of me when I was at his age, but less successful, obviously. Um, and and I will never ever forget that interview. It, it will always stick with me with just how professional and mature that ten year old little man was. Um, so yeah, go, you guys go check that out. Raise uh, Josiah you- Young of Raising Dion. Absolutely. Well, um, uh, where where can people uh, find you all over the the social media? I know you're on Twitter, uh, but where can they find you and more of your podcast? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Real Slim Blaney and on Instagram at The Real Slim Blaney. And then uh, our podcast on Twitter is at Agents Fandom. And then Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, everything else is Agents of Fandom. Awesome. Well, uh, one of my cats just took a shit in the litter box, which must mean that it's time for us to wrap this up. It's this weird <laughs> habit we've gotten into. Well, he likes know, to poop know. at the end of the episodes. He's like, it's time for you guys to wrap this up. <laughs> I haven't gotten attention for 25 minutes, therefore. <laughs> like um, when they start so, playing the song at the Oscars, like the speech is too long, guys. Time to yeah, wrap it up. It, it, it's like that, but way worse. And, <laughs> way smellier. And also Will Smith, and Will Smith doesn't slap anybody. Oh, we can't talk about that. We can't. We cannot talk about it. I'm so. I'm so sick of people talking about. I that. just think it's funny that like. Uh, <laughs> I just think it's funny that uh, they didn't ban uh, Roman Polanski, who's like an actual rapist, yeah, or like from Harvey the Oscars, Weinstein. but they banned Will Smith yeah. or Harvey Weinstein. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but they, but they, but they banned Will Smith. Okay, sure. <laughs> anyway, uh, comment below. Uh, as you know, because uh, you've been you've been listening to a couple of episodes, we like to end our episodes talking about our self care. What did you do this week to take care of yourself? Uh, we can go first, and I can put myself on the spot. Um, yeah, I can. I didn't go to the gym today because I've had two really crazy work heavy days, and I just. I need, instead of going to the gym for that hour, I needed that hour to like take care of myself and my apartment and my cats. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
yeah, that felt like a good use of my time today. And I'm glad that I did it. I have a really therapy forward one. I have, (laughs) I have a big problem with pacing myself with things. I either like hyper-focus for 16 hours or I don't do anything. Uh, And I'm, I am learning to pace myself and like recognize when I start getting tired of something and be like, you can put it down and come back to it tomorrow. Case in point, Elden Ring. (laughs) It's just like, how about we play for two hours instead of 10? (laughs) That's a good one. You need to teach me that one. Yeah. It's like, well, it honestly, it's kind of easy with open world games because it's just like, I know I'm not getting to any major plot points. Like, let's just put it down now. I love that. Uh, self-control. Yeah. How about you? What was your self-care? I uh, I will say, I, I, we briefly chatted about this earlier today, Julia, but I will say that my girlfriend and I, we we took a nice drive through some nice neighborhoods and that's something that we kind of like to do to decompress just go look at neighborhoods and be like oh we like that house we really like that house what the hell were they thinking with that house and uh that is so domestic it it (laughs) is i know but it it really like relaxes me and we found a Mm -hmm. great neighborhood and just cruised so yeah but i i have to talk about this for two seconds because you want to know what i just remembered julia the time that we were in Warsaw, Indiana, oh God. and drove past that house that had 16 different windows on the front. Oh, yeah, that house exists. There was a house with the, a multi-story house, and there were just 16 different types of windows on it's, the front. It's like it's like a, in a collage it's like of a, bullshit. It's like a 12-year-old got the Rosebud cheat code in The Sims and just couldn't choose... A, a window and they were like, I just want to see what all of them look on the house and then I'll pick one later and then they forgot to. There was no reason for them to be laid out like that in those shapes in that order. Yeah. And I it and I remember it and it makes me and it makes me laugh. I'm gonna take a picture of that house when I'm there this weekend and you send need it to, to the group chat. You need to be like, look, it's the house. It's the house. That house is famous in my friend group because yep. yeah, of all the things that you guys took back from that trip to Warsaw. It was the house of many windows. The house of many windows. The house of many windows. A horror story. Yeah. By um. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna need you to sauce me that picture as well because I'm very intrigued. I will. Yeah. Oh, I will. You'll, I will. You'll see. You'll see what we're talking about. <laughs> it's just a lot. There's just a lot of confusion in Indiana. But um, Garrett, thank you for joining us again and talking about um about about all of the things. And uh, you know, Jackie, we just want everyone to stay safe, stay sane, and same time next week. Thank you.